Yo, yo, what's up, everyone? Welcome back for another episode of the All Things Bengals podcast. I want to say off top, everybody, Drake, bear with me. My voice has been asked today. I lost it yesterday at the game. Um, it was a fucking amazing time. Um, yeah, bro. I mean, dominating performance yesterday. Fucking leaving out of Paycor. Super excited, bro. How you feeling? Wow. Um, I feel better than ever. You know, I think that the, these last two weeks, you know, Zach Taylor, Brian Kelly, and this entire um, coaching staff deserve a lot of praise. Um, feels like just a week ago, two weeks ago, we were talking about, or people were talking about, you know, Frank Pollock possibly being a guy that, oh, he's, he's, he's possibly on the hot seat, but, you know, got his guys cooking now. Everybody, everybody's cooking. It's honestly, it's honestly fucking surprising how, like, I, like we 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 dominated yesterday, bro. Like, and, and we, it, it was, I mean, fourteen to zero at one point, right? Then some some fluky shit happens. You know, the pick six. It was just a a tip pass, um, and you know, even Jake said, you know, it's just one of the one of the interceptions. Um, but, bro. I think what what showed in that game was that Jake threw a pick, bro, and he came back and just kept fucking cooking. It it didn't matter that he threw an interception, and, and that's the mental t- side that we've talked about in episodes prior that really stands out. You know, you don't always have to have the most luxurious uh, physic physical traits, but if you if you have the mental and the mental ability to like tune shit out. And lock in, which he did after that. Insane, bro. Yeah, yeah, it was perfect. I mean, that play. Uh, I mean, I guess everybody processes it different ways, right? Um, not that it would be disappointing. It was just, it was like a what the fuck. I mean, Tanner Hudson. I, I ended up looking at um you know, some film of it up close and he did make a mistake. He should have sat slightly inside then closer outside. But I also still think, um, I don't know. It was just a bad play. It don't even fucking matter. I thought it was going to be a slant and I thought Jake, Jake shouldn't, shouldn't have threw it because you can't set up your pass catchers for a fucking demise. You cannot set up your pass catchers to be wrecked. Right. And that's what I thought I saw at the game. Nonetheless, it was a hiccup play. Um, Colts, I think I texted you this, bro. I did not realize how many insane plays they've lived off this year to win games. And that just pissed me off. And and I get petty, bro, when I watch the game, like any other fan, right? Like, I, I'm not stable at all when I watch the games. Yeah, me neither, bro. I, I say shit during the game that I look back a few days after, I'm like, why was I saying this? <laughs> You're like, damn, I didn't mean, I didn't mean that. <laughs> nah, bro, but like, I was pissed because you know what the standard has been, and but um, and I was wanting to get my get back. I'm like, come on, dude, I need to get my fucking pick six. I need to get my turnover for a touchdown. And kind of going back to the very beginning, uh, I think actually, shit, we've only been recording for three minutes. Maybe we said this pre-episode. We left points out there on the board, bro. Like you get two turnovers, uh, you get turn uh, the turnover inside the what? The fucking ten, the fifteen. 
Bro, what they come away with zero points? Bro, you cannot score three points on two turnovers. Like, I guess if you want to count the fourth down stop they had, they scored seven, so that's a plus, but definitely left some points out there, bro. Yeah, as Joe always says, you know, you know, we we can get better, but uh, you know, we we left some points out there. But yeah, bro, I agree with you. I think I think doing what we've done, bro. It's not surprising because we, we've bashed the important point or the important fact that we, we have a Super Bowl contending roster. And it's showing, bro. Um, I don't know what you want to get into first. Oh, I know. No, I know exactly what I, I, I can't hold it in anymore. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Go first. 59 touches, 408 yards. Four touchdowns, shoulda, coulda, woulda, right? Nearly a fifth, though. Six plays, six plays of 25, or maybe even seven plays of 25 or more yards. Joe Mixon and Chase Brown these past two weeks. It, it more than electric, bro. Of course, it's not going to be sustained a whole season, right? We're not talking about 1,700 yards, all scrimmage players. But just... Everything has changed with the field stretching ability, the escape ability, the fear instilling ability of your running back play. How long has our running back room instilled legit fear into a defense with Jamar Chase on it? Never. Yep. Ever. Like, did you take it? Did Joe Mixon produce in 21 with the, you know, star latent Jamar? Yes, he did. But still, we all know what it is. This defense will live and die by sufficing anything else but Jamar Chase ruining the game, right? It will never change. We got it. Understand. Now we've never been able to make them pay like this. That's why just this, the entity that this Bengals offense and now this entire team is, they're so dangerous, bro. It's TBD, right? Because, like, we don't know yet. Like, it's been great so far with Jake, but how far? What right. can this be? Oh, yeah. Dude, every drive, every snap, it just feels more real. Like, we're going to be back. I mean, like, back, back. Like, big dog back. Bro, I uh, I said the same thing yesterday when I when I saw the Chase Brown touchdown happen. I went fucking berserk because I, I've just I've been wanting to see Chase Brown. I mean, after last week, you know, we obviously deserve to see more Chase Brown touches. And uh bro, his 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 cuts, you know, burst to the second level. I don't know, you were in the stadium. Maybe you saw it back on the highlight, bro. Guy who's really fucking cooking right now. All right. And I, I think it goes across that whole offensive line. Who gave up zero sacks yesterday against the Colts? Talk about Cordell Volson running all the way. You you, you could peep Alex Kappa like, you know, twenty percent way through. He just he stops, bro. Volson is fucking moving like he's got wheels, bro. Moving down the running down the field with Chris Brown. <laughs> Legend, Chris Brown, get yeah. Yeah, Chris Brown, and I'm like, dude, like, and, and that's a that's a guy who who is um is playing really good right now. You know, I, I pulled up pulled up some stats for him. 
you know, because, you know, he's turning tides. You know, he's been he's been playing a lot better. And uh, over the last three weeks, one pressure allowed, zero sacks. He went from being, you know, one of the worst guards in the NFL early in the season to now back, you know, to a top 15 guard play. Yeah. So I'll, I'll add to that real quick because because I know the post you're elaborating to and it's a great fucking post, um, you know, about all the stats and stuff. So, of course, that's tied first, right, with sacks. I mean, over three weeks, I guess, macro. A lot of guys are bunched up there. Um, tied fourth with that one pressure allowed. And uh, fifth overall, 99.5 pass block efficiency, 13th ranked, 78.5 PFF pass block grade. PFF offensive grade, 73.8. That's 14th best. Uh, then 68 PFF run block grade. That is 23rd best. I mean – what is the what is the reason for this revolution? Well, I don't know, Drake. <laughs> we well, like I text you, bro. I feel like I feel like we've spoken a lot of things into existence, and you would be surprised how long it took for this. Because me and you, bro, I feel like we we deserve to run the entire campaign committee campaign committee for the freaking Bengals run game because we've been pressing it all year long so when i'm seeing this the last two games bro it's it makes me just go fucking crazy like how you said like you just can't contain yourself during Bengals games like i'm the same fucking way like whoever's below me at my apartment they gotta hate me because i i mean i'm up screaming jumping up and down going crazy bro you know yesterday's game when i see that play evolve Mm. And, and and then i'm like well you know Maybe Chase Brown, you know, he could be that receiving, you know, geo type of back. Then I see Mixon just fucking take one for 40 yards. And I'm like, dude, like this, this is, this is too easy. Like we've talked about it, bro. It's common sense. And the fact now is you have Jake Browning. Okay. And you saw in the Pittsburgh game when they did nothing in the run game. And then it was like, we came on the podcast. We talked about it. It was like, you know, we're going down a dangerous road here. If you expect yep. to continuously play call, like how you're play calling. And it was like, uh, we talked about it, emptied out their bags, bro. They did it last week against the Jags, bro. They did it this week against the Colts at home. You were calling it that, you know, this was going to be a big game, bigger, you know, bigger than, than we imagined in terms of score total at the end and the mm-hmm. differential in that, because, you know, we were 10 point, 10 point underdogs last week. And Jake Brown even said it himself. He said, you know, I, I thought that was kind of funny, but you know, I, I understand at the same time. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I think uh, everything you, you said there, you were cooking for sure. I think the most substantial thing, uh, I forget the exact word you used, but um, I, I wanted to add that it, I lost my exact train of thought, but I know it's along the lines of just it. It's so common sense that it was disappointing and frustrating, maddening that you look at where the league is at today. The most effective offenses of football, exactly. not tonight with Miami's performance uh, on offense, which that game was fucking crazy for anybody who watched it. Like, what the fuck? But what I'm getting to is it 
the connotation that Zach and Brian had thinking that airing it out because you have such a in a quarterback in Joe is far away the best thing for the offense. When you look around the entire fucking league, it's just a lie. Yeah. It's old news, bro. This, this I don't even know what year. When is an offense perennially a top dog unless if you hang up there for dear life like Mahomes and Burrow because you are just that incredible? And that is the difficult thing of this whole thing, right? Now, I don't want to go on a fucking rant indulging on the same things we have 10 times in the past, but just to go on a little mini soapbox here, it's like you know what the top five most effective offenses in the leagues are, in the league is. It's the fucking Niners, Eagles, Cowboys, Lions, and Dolphins. Why? Why? Because they're like, balanced. They have a run. And, and here, here's the ironic part. They are the most explosive fucking offenses of football. Yep. Both sides of the ball. So you look at our offense now. I, I, bro, I was, I've been surprised these last two weeks of how many explosive plays we have. You talk about that explosion, bro. Yep. And the explosiveness has just, it's been eye popping. Isn't it crazy? And then that's what Zach and Brian were wanting all along. Right. All- that's why we want to put the ball in Joe's hands. That's why you are taking a dimension away from the game. Like right. now, look how fucking easy it is. And of course, you get the you get the excited feelings. Everybody does, as we should. Oh my god, if they keep this going, and they keep a you know an established whole nucleus like this, every corner you have another dimension of lethality to your offense. What does that mean with Joe in it? Oh my god, exactly. like. Bro. Bro, I was thinking about that. That's that's the one thing I've been thinking about last day, bro, is if if we had this type of balance, right, in, in the explosion that we've been able to display the last two games with Joe Burrow in there, I mean, we're putting up 30, 40, 50 points a game because yeah. of how, how common sense it is to do that, bro. And it, it just – it opens up everything. We've like we said, we've talked about it over and over again how much it opens up this offense. And it, it also helps out your offensive line too. You know, people were talking about how how rough this line looked a few weeks ago. And you know, being put in bad spots results in bad play. And yep, I think we that, broke it again and again. Yeah, broke it down again and again. And now what are you seeing? You're seeing a little more um a little more running, you know. I, I don't. I didn't understand the whole point of the Bengals. You know, don't have good run blocking offensive linemen. How we, the fuck did we know? Right, right. How <laughs> did we know exactly? And then it's like, I mean, not ripping fans for it. It just, it's just funny. And as I don't, yeah. play, obviously, but it's like so many of them are asking, like, hmm, this offensive line is really turning it around. I fucking wonder why. <laughs> Like, what the fuck? Like, Cordell Volson, man, he's been turning it around. No fucking shit. Everybody is going to play better. Everybody. Now, all of a sudden, how big of a problem is Orlando Brown's pressures? How big of a problem is Jonah letting leverage up on these whiff plays? How often is Cordell Volson getting his ass kicked? How often is Ted Karras getting gassed? How often is Alex Kappa having these blips? Less, 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 and less. Like, and... You give Joe Mixon, the guy that you had 
probably more of a negative outlook on than a positive one. I'm thinking of the Bengals FO. Like, of course, it's still Joe Mixon, but you talk about the long-term future. There's not a ton of that anymore. He's in year seven. So you decide to leave him as the only running back, and you're the, you've been a perennially bottom-tier explosive run offense in the league. They just did shit that you could not explain. If you write it on a paper and you ask them, explain this to me. Uh, uh, that reason, that is not a reason. That no, that it, it, fortunately we're gonna turn now. We're gonna go to now. The the biggest thing happened, bro. We talked about how monumental this game was gonna be because of the evolution that they were gonna make, or they were gonna revert back to their old ways. Right. Yep. We were worried. Well, we weren't worried, but it was a genuine question that is this evolution going to really take that leap? All right, this is what we can become or the blip on the radar. And I think this game stamped it and shipped that shit out that, no, it is not a blip on the radar. This is the evolution that they made with Jake Browning, and it is a fucking good one. Man, I mean, you had you had your running back, Chase Brown, who was the Bengals' leading receiver yesterday. Um, that the touchdown, bro, you know, put him as the second fastest player clocked this season. Um, we're like the best screen team in the league. Oh yeah. Yeah. I, I, and it's not an easy thing to do either. So I think, I think people kind of, kind of sleep on the fact, especially if you want to talk the offensive line, this and that, I mean, we're, we're just, we're fucking insane on screens. I, I see a screen, bro. I just automatically assume it's going to be a big play. Cause I, I mean, it just, just what it seems, bro. Like, shout out to our blocker or our water receivers, bro. bro. Yeah, bro. Uh, T T was like, some people probably took it as a joke, but T's like, man, I love blocking. Like when they're balling like that. Like, I mean, you got to give credit, you know, to the receivers are setting up their blocks out there. They're staying stable to make sure, you know, they're taking away the corner, and then sometimes they take the safety. And yeah, bro. I mean, look, the last four games, you have had four screens. Of 25 plus yards. Insane. Yeah. Two each. Joe Mixon. Crazy stat. He did not have a 40 yard screen pass. Actually, no, he had one against the line. I know what you're about to say, bro. Bro, he has had three straight games of 40 plus yard screens. That's insane. And then they talk about how he can't break tackles. How many fucking tackles did he break on those three? Ten? I thought I thought you were going to say reverting back to his rookie year because his first big play came against the Colts on that screenplay. I don't know if you remember that, but it was, I mean, it was first, first big his career. Yeah. Yeah. I think, was that the Carlos game where he had the pick six, Carlos? Against the Colts? I don't, I don't know if I remember that. Yeah, I think he did. I think he did. I think it was something wild. Nonetheless, um, yeah, I mean, it, it's just, it's amazing, dude. It is completely revolutionized. Um, now, of course, can't go as far to say that is impenetrable, right? Right. Of course, he stopped, halted. Um, but then you have a confident Jake Browning. It's just a lot to try to stop the capabilities of this offense, you know? I mean, 
And like I said, of course, that doesn't mean he can't. We just saw the Dolphins tonight straight fucked on. Like outside of getting turn, like literally a pick six and two, you know, two possessions inside the fucking 10 yard line of the Titans. They did nothing and they have the premier run game with the premier weapons and the quarterback that's obviously more competent than ours, even. Um, So it can happen. But right now, bro, I mean, that Colts defense, we talked about it coming into the week. A little bit too much Grover Stewart hype, right? I heard his name one fucking time. I mean, I saw these Colts fans talking crazy. I just yeah, yeah. You should have. I mean, the TV, the TV was even. They were acting like you know Grover Stewart being back. And I said, I said towards the end of the game because I was telling my friend about it. I was like, man, I, I hope they fucking get our run game going. I hope that you know Grover Stewart coming back doesn't affect their play calling or nothing like that. By the end of the game, I was saying, bro, who the fuck is Grover Stewart? Like. <laughs> Like, like we don't even – it doesn't even matter, bro. And nope. I think I would – I think we would be doing ourselves some dissatisfaction if we went this far into the episode. And, you know, maybe we've touched on him a little bit. We got to dedicate some time to the fucking legend. It's December, so it's Jake Frost season. Jake Browning, bro, continues. He just continues to show, I think, this game against the Colts, you know, it, it was it was a big game for because you know you, you look at the Jags game it's like okay is this like a a one hit wonder game like is he just gonna come out go yep. crazy but he comes out in back to back weeks keep in mind the last four weeks that he's played he's played against all playoff teams or all teams in contention for the playoffs mm-hmm. and the last two starts that he's had he's beaten playoff teams right now so I, I think that. Jake Browning and his ability to just just do what he does. Like the one play, bro, where I'm literally watching him like scramble back. You might have been behind this end zone. I'm not sure. Scramble mm-hmm. back, bro. Like early, early in the game, right away. And he's like running back. I'm like, okay, is he gonna throw it away? Like, what's he gonna do here? Like, is he gonna take the sack? Like, come on, Jake. Let's let's cook. Then I see him get fucking Decked, and he completes the pass for first down. Moves the chain. Oh, DB. Yes. Fire, bro. I mean, there, there's just so many plays where you, you see it, and you're like, this dude. And I'm convinced at this point. I know it. I know it's only been three games. I get it. It's only been, it's only been a small sample size. But I, I'm really confident in Jake Browning at quarterback at this point. And it, it's a different story when you look back, back at it when your quarterback in the Ravens game goes down for the rest of the season, you're five and six, you know, <laughs> it's not looking, it's not looking great. Um, and then, and then um, you, you look at the stats, bro, CBS, right? CBS sports in the comment section, somebody, you, you know, cause there, there's Jake Browning praise going around people. I think people love the Jake Browning story because it's just, it's so easy. It's so easy to root for him. I mean, bro, imagine him being on the Chiefs. <laughs> right. Like, think about it for real, though. Like, it's when you think of Bengals, you think of Joe Burrow. Like, it's the Cincinnati yeah. Joe Burrows, of course. Like, the Chiefs are Mahomes. Yep. And for this new guy to come in, it it's genuinely surreal. Like, I don't think, even for myself, bro, 
this is so fun right now, but this is history. Yeah. I mean, like, I think it's fun because, like, at this point, you know, I think weeks ago people were talking about draft picks and shit like that. But now it's like, bro, we're fucking winning with Jake Browning. And to go back to what I was saying about CBS Sports, yeah, uh, what they posted. So I guess I didn't see the whole post, but in the comments, uh, someone decided to comment like, oh, these are all check downs, blah, blah, blah. And then um, CBS Sports fucking own this guy and uh this is their stats so most yards per attempt in first three starts since 1970 minimum 80 attempts number three or number one kurt warner 9.9 yards per attempt number two jake browning 9.8 yards per attempt and patrick mahomes 9.6 yards per attempt fucking insanity just every angle I mean, every angle it has been, it, it's just funny because the one criticism I had leaving the Ravens game is still the only one that's shown, but it also it has been justified exactly how the fuck I said it was, is that he throws wiffle balls, but guess what? Ducks still fly. It, it's there every time, bro. Like, look at his replays, bro. At his arm, it goes so slow. Like, the Tanner Hudson play, bro, looked like it was in slow-mo. T-Huddy slow. And- oh, yeah. Like, it just, it it's so smooth. Like, it's such a smooth throw, but it's so slow. I know, I know what you're <laughs> talking about. It's, it's, <laughs> it's kind of fucking insane, bro. But, Jake, bro, that, that's every time. That that's crazy stats though. When I saw that, that he's he's literally on a list with Kurt Warner and Patrick Mahomes. I was like, bro, that, that's that's respect. I don't care what the stats say. And I think an interesting thing I wanted to point out because I, I peeped in and watched the uh, the interview today. He he did an interview with Peter King. You know, everybody wants Jake Browning interview now. He's fucking going crazy, right? He's actually one touchdown away from tying Kenny Pickett for touchdowns all season long. (laughs) (laughs) So, so anyways, in the interview, I thought it was interesting because, you know, I'm just eating my dinner. I'm like, all right, let's watch this Jake Browning interview. Let's just fucking watch it. Fuck it. I ain't got, I ain't got nothing to watch. Turn it on. Cause I've just, bro, I've been the, the Jake, Jake Browning hype, bro. Train. Like I've, I'm, I've been on board for, few weeks now so I, i'm going crazy i'm watching this interview just to really you know understand jake's story maybe a little more if i can and uh you know peter asked him something along the lines of you know being being in the league for four years but you know not getting that opportunity or whatever and he said you know yeah it sucks but you know in those four years you know learning behind kirk cousins and, and joe burrow he he basically took, you know, took advice, learned, uh, you know, looked at the success that they've had with things, you know, looked at some of the failures, you know, that that they've had in their games, and he he's applied it to his his own game, and you know, over those four years of being on practice squads, you know, with the Vikings, with the Bengals, I think what's interesting is. 
he take he he would take notes. He would take notes of his completions and how you know completion percentage of what he was completing in practice. Even though you know he's he knows he's not a starting quarterback, he but he was doing this, and now you see it resonating. You know he he's freaking just threw seventy five percent of his passes against against this team. So yeah, I, I think the Jake Browning story is just it's fucking dope, bro. And there's nobody else. That's what they always say, right? Blessings in disguise. And uh, who knows, bro? Because looking looking at how the offense function with the run game and everything, I told myself yesterday, if we do this, obviously it's not it's not going to be an every week thing. You hope it is, right? We've yeah. seen it with teams like the Niners and whatnot. You have your duds. I get it. But at the same time, if the Bengals keep playing like this, I have no doubt in my mind they can still make a run. No doubt. Maybe it's biased. Maybe it's a little biased. But at the same time, 100%, bro. From what I've seen, bro, like, and, and you see the AFC and there's just a lot of injuries going around. You just, bro, you never know. It's any given Sunday. And, uh, Actually, I mean, look at tonight, bro. Yeah. And now you have the fucking Ravens as the standalone, yep. which kind of sucks. Every single other top AFC team fell off this weekend, you know, to like inferior teams. I mean, of course, the Bills aren't, um, you know, but yeah, bro, you're right. It's like, any given Sunday, um, I mean, shit, dude. Like, look at us fucking t- 11 days ago, 10 days ago. That episode was eerie. Yeah. It was, it was like, yeah, it's just the best term I got for we it. It was eerie. No, we didn't know. We didn't know. You know, we got on. We were like, what are we going to talk about for the rest of the season? You yeah, know? bro. Like, how is this going to go? Like, how is each episode pre-game pre-game episode gonna go how is post-game episode what are we gonna talk about <laughs> talk about like you know is he gonna play this year you know it, what it, it's always been super bowl or bust for us now right because we've gotten so close that it's like we don't want to just make the playoffs we want to fucking go on a run every year and i think i, I really believe you know jakey said it bro he wins everywhere he goes <laughs> so I mean, look, dude. This dude has had 18 incompletions. His first three starts. There's been six drops. In- so, of course, that happens in every game with incompletions, right? So, I mean, he's not, you know, not like the rest of the QBs in the league with incompletions. But you just talk about knows exactly where to put the ball. He's been decisive, so decisive with the football. Like, I mean, I think the only time where we had trouble was obviously the Steelers game where you tried to fit a square peg into a circular hole. You tr- <laughs> It just didn't work. I, I think you got to kind of give respect to Joe and Zach, uh, uh, Zach and Brian to backtrack a couple weeks to that game to lean into what Jake said, to trust him when he said, don't treat me as the liability backup quarterback. Let me operate this machine of Joe's offense. Didn't work. Got it. At least they tried it. They understood it didn't work. You had to evolve. And now, I mean, you got this version of Jake. I mean, like I said, the 
balls, the ducks still fly. It 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 gets there. That's all that matters. And yak god, I don't give a fuck. My fantasy <laughs> team don't give a fuck about them motherfucking yak yards. I'll oh tell yeah, you, right. <laughs> you started them right. Fuck yeah, I did, motherfucker. Me too. Me too. Oh. <laughs> Hey, we're going to the fucking chip. Bro, I'm in the playoffs, bro. I'm in the playoffs. Me too. Guess what? I won my fucking division. So, I'm in the playoffs, and, and Debo Samuel is fucking red hot right now. So, Oh, dude, you so down bad, huh? JJ put up, like, fucking .2 points yesterday. Nah, he put up, like, four. Damn. He, he had, <laughs> before he got injured, he had a... Uh, Two catches, 27 yards. You see the meme where it was like uh, fantasy managers when they started Justin Jefferson today, and it's like fucking Aaron Rodgers running out with the American flag. I'm like, I'm like geez, bro. Oh, man. Hey, <laughs> I, yeah, dude, so like, we, we think about some superlatives from the game, right? Um, you know what? You said it a, a little bit ago, um, like 15 minutes ago, kind of surprising. You know, gone this far in the episode without talking about Jake. We've gone this far in the episode without talking about this defense. Can I talk? So last week, you look at the 31 points given up, right? Yeah. It was a nasty trend that has not been prevalent for this defense for three seasons. You know, with a talented Luana Rumo led defense. I mean, the D play. Yeah, you could have held him out of the end zone. It was just tough, that game, right? 31 points. But that run defense showed up low-key. But it was the Jake Browning show, so everybody forgot about it. But that run defense showed up. This week, we knew what Zach Moss was. For I mean, that Colts offensive line has been great in the run game this year, bro. Yeah. It, yeah, they were down that left tackle, which is a big deal because Trey literally destroyed him. Like, literally on the first and last offensive plays of the Colts game. I literally said that. I was like, the first play of the game, Hendrickson just totally wrecks, dude. I was like, oh, yeah, this is going to be this is gonna be one of them games. Yep. I mean, and the last meaningful snap, you know, it's like we just ended it, you know, right there. And, um, yeah, dude, like, the defense held – the Colts run game to 66 total yards, I think, or like 40. No, I think it was 66. Zach Moss, uh, if I'm thinking off the top of my head, I don't feel like pulling uh, stats up. 18 carries for 46 yards. 2.7, 2.6 yards a carry. It was horrible for them. And we did, we destroyed them. We locked up. I mean, BJ and DJ. I think I think they've got their groove back and I wish I could tell you what the dip was. Like I really don't know. Like I don't know how much leverage DJ has been giving up in the run game. I can't say his run defense has been as good as last year, but last year he was the best nose tackle in football. He was insane. So I can't hold that to the standard or else he'd be a first ballot Hall of Famer, right? But he's picked it up. I mean, Logan and Jermaine did a better job. They just haven't played as well as we've thought and we've seen them to be this season. Like, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what it is. I don't know if they're trying to 
if they're overthinking it a bit because they know they don't have the safety blanket of the presence of Jesse Bates on that back end, because like we talked about before, quarterbacks knew better. You would hear them break down 22 with like some coach or something. You know how they like film that shit and they would ever talk about Jesse Bates. It was always paralleled. You just do don't fuck with it. If you can like, of course, if your key target is there and you may have to take a risk, but just don't mess with Jesse Bates side. That's what these linebackers had confidence of in these years past. I don't know if they're trying to overcompensate, but they just don't want to say it. Obviously, you got to try to overcompensate for a fucking Nick Scott, right? Yeah. So I don't know. But the blip in this defense was frustrating to say the least. The big plays that kept being given up were frustrating. It reared its head a little bit yesterday, but overall, Six points allowed, bro. Of course, missed field goal, missed extra point. Got it. I don't give a shit. Ten points, I don't care. I'll take it. Like, and of course, shoulda, coulda, woulda. But we said earlier in the episode, 14 points left on the board. You scored three points off of two turnovers inside, what, one inside their 10, one on your side of the field. Like, you could have had 40 points. This could have been a 35-point game for the Bengals. We could we we essentially could have damn near put up fifty points straight up, bro. I mean, and the defense just they did their thing, bro. Like they they did their thing. They got the turnovers. They got the fourth down stop. They added three more turnovers in this game. You won the turnover battle by two. Um, just That's crazy, man. I mean, it's crazy. Well, it's not crazy because we we've known what this defense has been. But a guy that I was super happy about. We can check off all the boxes, right? Jamar Chase or Jamar Chase, God, God. Miles Murphy, check. DJ Turner, check. Jordan Battle, check. Charlie Jones, check. Okay. Um, Chase Brown, check. Andre Yosivash, check. Brad Robbins, check. Ooh, actually, I don't know. Huh? He was ass yesterday. Who, Robbins? Yes. No, no, no. In terms of, I mean, I we I've seen you know some good punts, but it's definitely not. No, I, I hear you though. I'm yeah. sorry, Ray, and you then, were kind of cooking there. And then the last one, finally check it off, man. That I've been hyped about ever since I heard some news a while back. DJ Ivy, bro, insane pass breakup, um, and, and then get you know, I don't know if it counted as a forced fumble, um, but you know had that. Had that fumble right there on the on the punt where Robbins punted it, and you know they they get the ball, and I mean it was it was insane to say the least that you know DJ Ivy. We saw some DJ Ivy yesterday, bro. When I saw DJ Ivy mm-hmm. on the corner, bro, and, and the ball was in the air, I had no, I I didn't, you know, I wasn't worried or nothing. I was just mm-hmm. like, let's see how this play goes, bro. And beautiful. It it was it was. I mean he. How quick he got his head turned um, is a trait that can be te- can be taught, right? But overall, it's obviously beyond you know literal physical attributes. It's the hardest thing to teach, which is instincts. And I think instincts comes with confidence. And for a dude in that situation, how prevalent is it that you see a backup corner come in? Gets picked on, and their head is always fucking turned the wrong way. 
Yep. Always staring at the water receiver. It's how you cooked. You look at that replay. DJ turned his head so early, running. He had about he had you know he had he wasn't like taping Alec Pierce, but he was had his hand out. He felt him all along, and 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 you're going stride for stride in that little bit of room you give him, and your head's turned, and he was just able to make a play. Like Alec Pierce had to almost play DB, you know, and like it was. It was surreal, bro. I never expected DJ Ivy to get snaps out there, and it. I, I loved what, I loved what he gave you. Right, he was a baller. I think he had an open field tackle. Um, he may oh, have. Had. He was targeted. This was this surprised me when I looked at the stats. Yeah, I hear these. He was targeted four times. He allowed one catch for four yards and had a pass breakup. Wow, fire! I mean. I wonder what his yards of separation allowed was. I mean, because I saw him in man. Like, that was man, bro. Yeah. Middle on of a seventh-round rookie. Not that Alec Pierce is some fucking game wrecker, right? But, I mean, that's a second-round pick. That's a speedster, bro. That's a 4-3 dude. Like, Alec Pierce is a guy. I like Alec Pierce. He's just like, I don't know. He just, like, epitomizes fucking Colts wide receivers for me. Just, like, mid. They're all, like, mid. But um, yeah, bro. I mean, that's a dude. He stepped up. He he showed that swagger, that confidence, like you're saying. As a seventh round pick, showing a ton of optimism in the preseason training camp. Um, I mean, seventh round that looks like a hit to me, dude. You get that turnover, you know, you get that fumble. Great position. Um, well, we haven't we haven't seen the the Cedric Jackson preseason bomb anymore. You know, now a T-back, so if that makes you feel any better about this glorifying time. You know, I'm still waiting for the Shedrick Jackson legacy game. Bro, I'm still waiting. I mean, I like his speed, bro. It's just like with, with the Chase Brown, like we've talked about, like it was, it was just so impressive, bro. Like watching that, bro, I went out and I tweeted after that touchdown right away. Chase Brown is a star. I don't care because he is. He's going to be a star. I think he's going to be a really good running back, bro. I think he's going to be an explosive, that explosive type of running back, bro. When when have we ever seen a Bengals running back run like an 80-yard rushing touchdown? Not that he has yet, but I think – Jeremy Hill. He, he's – right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That, that was a big touchdown. But in terms of like – Bro, that fucking speed, like, I, I can't imagine if I was there seeing it in full time. Like, imagine, like, running on the five-yard line and we actually take it back for a touchdown. Like, it – nah, you're right, bro. It's like that screen Jam, – Jamar actually has done something like that because he's Jamar. He doesn't count. Like, he's just otherworldly. But it, we are so – there is no team that is that has been more famished for explosive plays out of the backfield than this Bengals team. Like, just with the dimensions that we add, that can only be so many of them from your outside pass catchers, and to just beg for that field stretcher, that that unit. I don't I don't care. Like the unit of jerk. Of Jeremy and Geo in 2015 was incredible, but them independently, they're still good independently, right? But together, oh, 
they were so good for like 20 games and they just died. But uh, then Jeremy Hill demise ensued. But not I, this. Yeah. Is sorry. I, I mean, it's it's all right, bro. It's just yeah, man. The the dimension that these guys add, dude. Joe Mixon's still so good. He's so good, bro. Yeah. Like what was that? I think yesterday, uh, when he they ran a fucking fullback, uh, fullback fucking run, fullback dive. Fucking, they went Madden mode, FB dive inside the seven, bro. I'm like, <laughs> look at this, dude. They fucking hit that B. FB dive, bro. Joe Mixon hands in the dirt. Like, what is this, 2006? Bro, I fucking, I, I love it, bro. You've seen the the creativity. The creativity of, of how the offensive play callers can be. And it's just like, why haven't we done this all along? You know? And I, I know, you know, Chase has been battling balance some injuries and stuff but still it's like we we've had this here my friend said while we were watching the game yesterday he was like damn this kind of reminds me of like you know we had geo bernard and i was like yeah but he's way faster than g exactly but anyways the nickname shout out to deep plain deep pain claim um it was high speed chase because i mean he, he's fucking it's literally like Ooh, a high speed yeah, it's like a high-speed chase when you're trying to go after him, bro. <laughs> yeah, that's fire. Yeah, that's a great one. Yeah, man. I mean, I was actually just thinking um, a trick play that could so work, especially if you get early success with it in the game because defenses, bro, this, de- this Minnesota defense, I mean, they're worried right now. Like, yeah, I get it. They got Daniel Hunter. You know, they got a quality defensive line. But they look at the explosion of this run game. What could so work, bro, is work in a screen, get a little bit more depth behind the line of scrimmage, give it to Joe Mixon to throw a fucking pass to Jamar or T along the sideline, like or Charlie Jones or someone, someone that they will not pay any attention. Andre, no attention to. Like right up the fucking sideline. And you score six because, like, how quick these dudes, the entire defense is going to have to bite, bro. Like, it is – it's just incredible, man. Like, look at how explosive this offense has been. I get it. Look, not every week you're going to get fucking three screens or three running back plays that are – seven that are 25-plus yards. I get it, all right? But still – we were hitting a couple deep shots. Jake Browning put up 275, had six incompletions and three touchdowns. Like, you think how hard some games Joe would have to work, making it look easier than it actually was yeah. to put up numbers like that because we decided to go the old route that we did. And, like, now. So let, if- me, let me ask you a question then. So you, you we've seen everything – you know, this entire season, right? And, and we've seen it in the past as well. The last two weeks, granted, it's not been with Joe Burrow, but the last two weeks, would you say this is the best offense you've seen in the Zach Taylor era? No, nah, I, I think it had to have been. In terms of, like, balance. With- 
not like oh we're putting you know we're gonna let Joey B just yes. fuck the whole game. Yes, it is. Yes, because the it's so easy to give even the the slightest bit of leeway uh, of forgetting that Joe Burrow is not your quarterback right now, like. Bro, I Bro, was the, the best quarterback in football, so it's so much easier to make great shit happen with them. And without him, yeah, I gotta say, dude, this is the best offense he's who, ever ran. Who is Joe Burrow? <laughs> yeah, that just makes me. I can't. <laughs> I know it's funny, and I know some other player fans joke about it too. I'm just, I can't even joke. I'm like, dude, like. No man, I was I was thinking about that today. Not like who is Joe Burrow. Nah, I know what you mean. I'm thinking like today. I'm like, bro, like this this is the best offense that we've seen at least all year long. You know, in terms of yeah, everything put together, and it's like, and we have Jake Browning at quarterback. So like, it makes you think like, are we like are we a more dangerous team like this? Not not saying like with Jake Browning at the helm, but just how everything has been put together finally and you just you hope for consistency you know and you, you look at look at that minnesota game i i actually tuned in that game yesterday bro because i was like i'm hoping for a zero to zero but i didn't even realize i was like duh if it's zero to zero they would go to overtime because it, it would be a tie <laughs> so I, I'm like, oh my gosh! Like, I, there's no way it's going to be zero to zero, right? Because they would have to go to overtime. So I'm like, they Damn. should penalize teams and just not allow them to go to overtime. Right, it's- right. Like they historically, they should just be like, this is for records, bro. Yeah, all are done, bro. It, this is the worst game ever. So you're yeah, right. get the fuck out of here! You're so bad, <laughs> both of you. That I can't stand you. Leave. <laughs> like, how do you not even get in field goal range, dog? Oh my gosh, I'm sick, dude. I think I think they did though. I'm pretty sure field goal was missed. Like, yeah, yeah, bro. It was. I think the guy that hit the game winner. I think he missed one earlier. Yeah, that's so, crazy, bro. So I mean, look, the Vikings are in fucking shambles. Low key, astronaut has turned astronaut with two S's. Like, and Nick Mullins had to came in yesterday. JJ has died. Trying to fucking carry his team. No, I'm kidding. That Brian Flores let off or defense has really uh I mean shit, they fucking held the Raiders to zero points. Like it's a good unit. Uh, but we also faced a good unit. Now they're not elite, right? We face good defenses. We just saw a good one this past game. Of course. Suspect back seven of the Colts, bad secondary, not the worst in the league. Probably like bottom seven, bottom five but not the worst, but elite defensive front. Bro, I didn't realize how some, uh, how crazy some of them Colts fans were talking. I mean, they're like, you know, the Bengals, they're not going to do anything. Jake Brown, he's going to look horrible, whatever. Like He's going to come back down to earth. I mean, yeah, which that was kind of a rational take to me, but like some right. people are like, oh, they're going to be dominating and do nothing. I mean, like, oh, they're about to feast. Like, I'm sorry, bro. I'm not Bryce Young. Like, I'm not the fucking Panthers. I didn't notice that they they are actually the Colts. This what impressed me even more about the offensive line yesterday was that the Colts are tied third in the league with most sacks. So it's like you're right. This is a great 
defensive front and we made them look like not a great defensive front and we we totally took over the game i think the biggest turning point was that was that pick six right ties the game up is like oh shit like fuck bro we got it so fast so fast it was like 20 seconds i'm pretty sure like they scored like 14 points in like 20 seconds or something crazy yeah oh like we gotta close out this game and to the rescue no doubt about it this fucking offense zach taylor i i, I want to give zach taylor all the praise in the world because you know we we've seen the we've seen the demise this year but you know finally we've we've seen some some brightness at the end of that tunnel and i'm just hoping i'm just hoping that uh you know obviously we're taking this a week at a time got the colts um but you close that not the colts the vikings close that one out bro and it's it gets really serious gets really serious because i mean jake you will he doesn't it it just seems like nothing faces jake browning like when i watch a jake browning interview it's like so it's like Joe Burrow. I mean, Joe Burrow, you have it, – it's definitely different personalities. But with Jake, bro, he almost reminds me of, like, Bill Belichick if he was a starting quarterback. He just comes into the interview. Maybe maybe not after a win, but, like, today when I watched Peter King show, like, he's got on there, like, just completely, completely straight face. Almost looked – angry like damn fuck y'all i hate being here he's got he's got all this rage like built up like not playing football for four years and now people want to talk to him he's like you fucks like i've been doing this like you guys didn't didn't know though and uh but jake bro all the praise in the world we saw we saw we saw great things yesterday a lot of great things to come because i i do think that we're gonna pull it out next week because oh yeah the vikings I'm going to Pittsburgh. I'll go to Pittsburgh for the first time. Um, Good luck. My brother. Nice, bro. I mean, look, the biggest question looming last week was, is it sustainable? And I said it will come back down to the mean. I think the mean looks exactly like it did yesterday. Take out the pick six. Maybe a pick, half the games. Okay, who really fucking cares? Like, when you have three touchdowns, bro, when you have six touchdowns to one pick, like, per game, I mean, or, or per two games, sorry, like, you're going to take that, you know? And, and the yardage, maybe the mean, the average per game on, yard, on yardage is like 250. I don't know, and I don't really care. Like, I think that's what Jake Browning is, bro. Like I said, 18 missed passes, 18 incompletions in his starting NFL career. Bro has faced the Steelers, Colts, and Jags defenses. <laughs> no defenses to scoff at, bro. None. None. Like, not. it's not an easy task either. I always say yeah. to somebody I know today, I was like, it would be different, right? Jake Brown came out through 350 and, you know, had a performance like he did against the Jags against the Panthers, you know, say, say it's like that, but exactly, he's doing this against competitive teams, teams that are in the playoffs or pushing for a playoff spot. It's not, it's not something that comes by easy. And I think Jake, Jake's got some revenge. 
he just like we were talking about the the check marks he just check marked off uh trevor lawrence and gardner Minshew, and then next you got <laughs> yes you got the former team you got the former team who didn't even didn't even give him a chance and he was saying that in the peter king interview today he said you know you get told you get told every year you know uh that you you weren't you weren't good or you weren't going to make the roster but you know we we've seen improvement so you know you're on the practice squad and he, he was he was pissed when he was saying that so it's like now you woke up a demon and he's going to play his former team next week after he's checked off uh Minshew Mania who he beat in college uh checked off Lawrence who Minshew Mania played there now you now you got the former team then you got Pittsburgh right and we saw Zeke go crazy against Pittsburgh so it's like bro we get this balance <laughs> we get that balance going bro I don't think there's a game for the rest of the season we're out of like we could like we always talk about we we feel like this team can win every week and i truly believe with with how the offense has functioned the last two weeks that we really can win every game for the rest of the year it's possible it's not it's not un, yeah. unusual or not possible it's definitely possible not at all bro yeah like it's totally it's totally rational it's like the best part with this offense, with Jake being so, the timing is so good. And of course, can you take his timing off? I'm sure you could. But that's where I think I sent this text to you. It is still so pivotal. No one can get too loose now, which I'm sure Brack is, Brack, Brack Taylor, Brian. Uh, <laughs> um, won't do this, but you have to keep Jake Browning on schedule. You have to sprinkle in inside and out concepts with the run game. Work outside in the numbers with these running backs that can work. I mean, and Joe Mixon, not as much. You can work him outside of like the slot in the slot spot because you don't you don't need him to work to get out the space because he can't do it as fast at the sideline. Chase Brown can also run inside. And then you have to sprinkle in little plays in the middle of the field, attack the outside numbers, and then attack the second level. You can hit everything, but stay on time. And the best part is that you have every fucking basket you can dip your hand into now. You're not limiting yourself to, okay, well, now we have to screen pass. Now we have to run hitches. Now we have to try to quick slant on a third and four. That's not going to work because linebackers eat it up all day. Hey, have you? Hey, guys, you like my 16th fucking out concept I'm running yet? <laughs> Jamar ran it 50% of the time. Well, watch this. Bam. Other out route. You got more now. So when defenses try to key in on stopping the run game, you want to key in on stopping the run game? What does that mean? Put more guys in the box? It's impossible. You can't do that. Because then you're losing. You're done. Because we saw what the 76-yard Jamar Chase touchdown was. We saw what the T. Higgins deep shot was. We've seen, of course, they're, they're still going to take a gamble on Jake Browning, right? But you look at the stats of what you said, bro, the 10-plus yard throws downfield, it, you are lethal at everything it's right now. It's updated now. It was last, week, last week, it was 13 of 15. Um, now this week, Jake Browning's uh, 10 yards plus last three games. He's 19 of 22. 
for like 407 yards with a passer rating of 133. I mean, come on, dude. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> insane, dude. And, and, and I feel like... I feel like one or two of them might have been a drop. <laughs> yes. Yes, dude. Like, we've had six drops, like I was saying, in these six. Might all of them. It honestly, all three of his incompletions on 10 yards plus might have been drops. Mm, I mean, look, I, that's just kind of how it goes sometimes. Like, you know, deep balls are tough like that. But, right. yeah, bro, it. this offense is so for real. It is. It I. It's just incredible because, like, even with the greatness of Joe and the greatness of Jamar, we all know it with crystal clear clarity on how much their elite skills elevated even past the blemishes of this team, right? We knew it. It just it superseded. There's answers everywhere on this offense, more than Joe Burrow has ever had. The stability on this offensive line, dude, this offensive line – Oh my God, bro! It's good. I, I've never been able to say it like it is good, and I say it with relief. This whole line is actually good, bro. I so, I wanted to ask you, like, I don't ever remember. <laughs> I have to go back and check the stat sheets. I don't ever remember a Joe Burrow game where he was. There might have been one where he was sacked zero times. So. There was a couple. I mean, shit, we had one in week three. We had one in week two of 21. We had a couple last season. Shit, we had like three or four last season, I think. Um, Yeah, bro, we, we had a few games. Chiefs game, Chiefs game last year, zero sacks. You want to count the coverage sack on the fucking third and like five to end the game when Joe tried to kneel, but like he something silly happened and he just like fell to the ground. So that was zero sacks. Yeah, he hasn't had a ton, but uh, he's had a few before. I mean, we have, we can hit you anywhere, anywhere. Our tight end has a great catch radius. Ding, you know? ding. Drew Sample yesterday led tight ends and snaps played. That was a great fucking filler time. <laughs> I was ready to compliment T. Honey that he just say Drew Sample. <laughs> Let's go. Drew Sample, yak. Bro, Mitch Wilcox had more snaps than Drew yesterday. Kind of shocked me. I I got, we got to look it up. I, the EPA per play. (laughs) I was thinking about you when I saw it. I don't, just keep thinking, I have to fucking, I have to listen. Jay's got stats. He always has the stats, right? Jay Morrison. I have to see what is the EPA per play for tight end screens. It has to be like minus forty. <laughs> it is, dude. Drew Sable caught the what two screen passes. Mitch caught his what his fucking dump off for negative one yard total combined. Like they, dude. Drew Sample is a tackle. Like he's just he's an offensive lineman. I mean. Well, yeah, my man. So he, he did go under on the yards. What were you saying? Nine and a half. He got two catches for four yards. Oh, we did. Oh, smash the under. <laughs> and 14 catches for 97 yards and two touchdowns on the year. 
Most touchdowns. Drew Sample? Drew Sample. Huh? Drew Sample, you're talking about. Yeah. He has 100 yards? Elite. That's congratulations. Oh, here's an even more elite stat. <laughs> His average yard per catch is 6.9 yards this year. Damn. <laughs> oh, look at that, dude. What a beast. Um, hey, dude, shout out to you. You called it. You called that T Huddy Tuddy. I've been, I've been trying to talk it into existence, and I was even thinking the night before, bro. You over talked that shit. I was thinking about putting a bet on it. It was like plus 460 or some shit. And I was like, man, I'm feeling it. I'm feeling the TOD touchdown. I was feeling the my boy Jameer Gibbs out in Detroit, sad loss. But I was feeling the Jameer Gibbs touchdown. He got the touchdown. Um, Jake Browning, another rushing touchdown. Another one. Another one. Like, he, he is, bro. That's another one that we're going to be able to utilize him on the goal line and shit. Not like we can't with Burrow, but yeah, bro. Did you see, as we close this out, did you see today? I thought it was I thought it was so dope. Like, the day after Jake Browning beats the Colts, like, absolutely annihilates them. And it's crazy when you point out the pick six because the game score could have been 34-7 or – as you said, 14 points unanswered, 48 to 7. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. it could have been a really, really disastrous game. But today, you know, as a kid, I used to go to the Boys and Girls Club. I don't know if you know that or know about the boy. I know you don't know that. But about do you know about the Boys and Girls Club? Uh, I've heard a little bit of it. Yeah, it, it's basically like an after-school or summer-type deal where, you know, say your parents – you know, work during the day and, and oh, yeah. yeah, instead of getting a babysitter, yeah, uh, you go, you go to this club, hang out, go on field trips, stuff like that. Um, it's just really, really cool. I, I loved it as a kid, but anyways, he went, he went to a boys and girls club today in Cincinnati. Um, the day after he, he beat the Colts. Um, and, uh, you know, they said that he's regular there. So I, I just think it, it's great when you, when you see stuff like that, out out in the community and whatnot. T Huddy was there. Irwin was there. Just just fucking dudes. Just legends. Legends just just doing what they need to do to, you know, spread the good. And uh yeah, bro. It, it's been it's been a wild ride these last two weeks, considering where we were three weeks ago, right? Um it, it's it's the cardiac cats, as everyone would say. It really is the cardiac cats, but as the year winds down, four games left. Um, Bengals are still in it. You know, we weren't in it three weeks ago. We are now. We're back. I mean, we, we're back. <laughs> we are so back. And I uh, wanted to add this. Uh, you mentioned T.I. Shout out. Um, birthday. Belated birthday. December 10th birthdays to Trent Irwin, Joe Burrow, and... My buddy Gamian, game on if you're listening. And oh my then, god, I did not realize you and Joe had the same birthday. What? Wow. Bro, you, oh, dude, damn it. I literally is late, bro. I actually fell for that. Damn. I was gonna say, I thought I told you that like 10 times, dog. No. Yeah, the, my birthday was yesterday. Um uh, I thought it was. Sunday on the dot. I thought your birthday was on Sunday. 
What are you talking about, bro? My birthday was Sunday, December 10th. What are you saying? You just said it was Monday. Nah, bro. I said belated. Oh, what? You think I meant literally because I is 1.19 a.m.? Nonetheless, dude. Nah, my birthday, I'm December 10th. Uh, uh, I see. I, I see. Duh. Because, yeah, I did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Those two years ahead of me, uh, T.I., I think, is 28 or something. Uh, and, of course, shout-out legend Will Clap. His birthday is uh, on December 10th, too. Well, I, I share I share a birthday with a, a very prominent player. Uh, Jamar? No. No. T. No. Joe Mixon? No. Trey Hendrickson? No. DJ? No. Who, bro? <laughs> Orlando Brown Jr. Damn, what day? May 2nd. May 2nd. Nice, bro. Uh, Jamar, I think, is March. Uh... I think he's like March 9th or something, March 15th. I don't know. I don't know birthdays. Nonetheless, uh, fun-ass time. I was at the game yesterday. Wish you could have gone, bro. You didn't end up showing. Uh, you dipped out last second. <laughs> <laughs> I wish. I, I wish. I didn't dip out. Okay? okay? I didn't I didn't dip out of the game, all right? I wasn't going to go to the game by myself, all right? I mean, no. I love it. You should have gone by yourself, dude. I, maybe I need, hey, maybe I need to go to a game by myself. Hey, that would be nice. But at the same time, I caught myself, you know, when I was at the Panthers game by myself, you know, first half. I did. Caught myself uh, being a little I, quiet. I'm a tough guy. Being, All right. being a little you ever, quiet. Keys before? Huh? You ever, you ever lose your fucking car keys and some fuck old shorts and you throw them in the drawer? Bro, I couldn't believe when I found my keys, bro, in a pair of shorts I never wear. But, of course, the one time I did, I folded them and put them in my drawer. I was sick, dog. Bro missed four four Joe Mixon touchdowns in the first half. Literally, I missed all the points. (laughs) Yeah, that that was a crazy time. Obviously, a super fun one again yesterday. Uh, We will be back tonight, uh, Monday night. So, Thursday night, we'll be back. yeah, man. Uh, yeah, yeah. We'll be back Thursday night, even though we got the game on Saturday, which is fun as fuck. So this is like our unofficial Tuesday or Wednesday, since it's fucking one thirty. Um, the astronaut is. Uh, are we home? Yeah. Fuck yeah. Let's go. We're home again. All right, dude. Got the Vikings. That's odd. Three years apart. Two years apart. Uh, NFC North team at home. How often does that happen? <laughs> Pretty rare. But we'll take it. Yeah. All right, bro. Um, I think that's all for me. Uh, uh, Trey Hendrickson up to 13 and a half stacks this year. Attributing to BJ. Um, pause. Uh, to the BJ pick. <laughs> pause again. BJ pick. Damn. All right, yeah, I'm done. I'm tired, man. These words are starting to come out weird. Uh, appreciate y'all for listening to another episode. We will be back and uh, keep this. He didn't even, he didn't, guys, guys, he didn't even ask me. He didn't even ask me if you know you got you got any closing thoughts or, or any. <laughs> I did, huh?
I thought I did ask you. No, man, you're too tired. You're too tired. But I, I do, hey. I do gotta ask you what, what was going through your head the moment Jake Browning ran to the locker room and H.M. McCarron came out. What the fuck happened, <laughs> dude? Like, I think uh, someone said it, or like my brother-in-law was like, "Wait, who's number four? <laughs> dude, I'm like, what the fuck? I couldn't – no, actually, maybe I saw it. I don't know, bro. All that I know is that when I saw it, I was like, what the fuck happened? Then um, someone said he went to the locker room. I'm like, nah, come on, dude. Like, I was I was cool. I was like, all right. I mean, we're already up by 17. Like, the game's over. Like, there's, what, 10 minutes left in the game, some right. shit? Like, right. all right. Yeah, we're not letting this game up. Dude, that fucking throw that he threw to T, dot. Yes. I I I was I was like selfishly saying like I I wouldn't have caught that, which you know I'm not I'm I'm a Bengals fan, but I just I thought it was a beautiful throw. That was AJ McCarron was gonna come out and fucking do some Jake Browning things, but he, bro, he was iced out when I saw AJ McCarron come out. Yeah. Huh? Yeah, bro. When bro. you saw him on the TV, bro, you know the the eye black like he always wore. Fucking! I was like, this dude's coming out like he—he's back in 2015. I'm like, this is this is insane. Like he really just came out here dripped up in number four, and I personally think he looks more fire with number four instead of ten. Think. Oh yeah. Oh facts, bro. Facts. I mean, I I don't ever really remember a prominent dude wearing number four. I mean. Oh, bro, we have to end the pot on this. All right. Obviously, tough, right? Chargers, uh, Burroughs rookie year, looking at the TV screen like, what the hell just happened? Oh. Got drafted by the Bengals. How, how did this How did this happen? Uh, but number 46, number 46 for the New York Giants tonight. Didn't even know he, he played for the Giants now. But uh, Randy Bullock, salute. Hit a game winner tonight, Fat Randall. Um, just, just really happy for that, man. Number 46? Bro, I was like, there's no way. There's no way he's number 46. Like, they just gave him a number, bro. <laughs> yeah. yeah, bro. They gave him whatever they had left. Like, this is the only number we have on our roster. Like, practice squad dudes, like, wearing, like, number two. And he's like, yeah. I get that. Get that. Talk about, like, <laughs> the bottom of the barrel, when you look at the pictures and they're double numbered, same number. Like, you have, like, Jamar Chase, number one. Then you have, like, fucking 18th selection out of UDFA, number one as well. They're looking number one. Wow. That dude's going to be here for about, like, 20 more minutes and get cut. <laughs> for 46, yeah, Randy. You might as well pack it up, get you on some fucking Weight Watchers, buddy. And, uh, fucking, you better learn some Chinese because that's what league you're about to go to. You're about to go to the Chinese Football League. Uh, T. Higgins might be going to the Chinese League. Shut up. All right. <laughs> oh, great. great. How fucking nasty is this fan base? Last week, TB, you better learn Chinese. But, but next week, Jamar better learn Chinese. <laughs> no, the T. Higgins drops, bro. I was like, how the fuck's he dropping these, bro? Like, T, you know you know how to catch. You know how to catch, brother. It, it's, I, I don't know, man. Like, like you even, said, what did you you text me? You were like, he just wants to boot this season to space, like. Oh, yeah, hey, yeah, bro. Like when, 
when it's said and done, when you look at the scope of his career and he plays, you know, a good 10, 11 years, 12 years, you look at this season like, nope, that one never, ha- never happened. Like, you get a stat sheet throughout the duration of his career. You're like, oh, he was probably derailed by injuries. I wish it was all year. It just wasn't. Like, obviously, yeah, he had the five games where he wasn't himself. That's a good chunk. But, yeah, dude, I, I don't know. Like, how many explosive? I I know we're trying to get out of here. How many, how many explosive plays? So we had the Chase Brown, we had the Mixon, we had the T Higgins. Like we 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 just had so many fucking explosive plays yesterday. It's crazy. Um, you had a twenty-seven yard catch. So yesterday plays of twenty-five yards. You had a twenty-six yard fucking chase brown uh uh screen again one two 25 plus yard screen plays and then well of from chase and you have one from joe so three there i don't think they had a 26 yard rush i think both of them had i think chase had a 12 or 16 yard rush joe mixon almost had a 20 yard rush but we'll just keep it 25 yards Okay, I sent out my boy Chase Brown's stats yesterday though because he was he was, bro, he was cooking on the ground like running rushing wise he was cooking and then they just started giving him some fucking runs where he was just getting hit right back in in the backfield right away. I'm like, damn, they're fucking with my boy's stats. Like, come on. I mean, yeah, but <laughs> overall, yeah, nah, that that's what else. Like, I thought the same thing for Jake. I'm like, damn, like, you know, because we were talking about. Pre-game, you know how my stats were definitely discriminated upon. Fuck all y'all, by the way. Everybody dissing on my motherfucker stats, boy. <laughs> my stats are crazy. Hey, people are like, man, you better not sleep on the fuck Colts, dude. I'm like, nah, them motherfuckers frauds. They got hey, Gardner, they got Gardner Minshew, and they got a good defense. Oh, that's a hard fighting team, right? <laughs> we should have put fucking forty on the motherfucking Dukies. We got we got Matt Gay, who don't miss field goals. Exactly, dude, man. We got fucking DeForest Buckner. Hey, DeForest Buckner is nasty, I man. I'll give it to him. But hey, man, have you heard of fucking Justin Blackman? Yeah, have you heard of fucking like Pedro Sanchez, your fucking corner, who I don't know who he is? Okay, I just made that name up. They're nobody corners. Oh, but Kenny Moore, bro. Send Kenny Moore over here, bro. Just send him over here, bro. Like, I mean, shit, we already got. Those I'm playing best fucking slot corner off yesterday in the league. Two Mike Hilton versus Kenny Moore. It's a fun matchup, but uh nah bro. Um uh I I just want to go back to try to think of these 25 yard plays. So you didn't get one from T Huddy. Uh did you? Did we get a big T Huddy play yesterday? I I don't believe so because he I mean he had what three catches for like twenty-two yards. Oh wow, that's very Auntie Huddy like. Okay, he didn't put up his four for forty five. No man, he. That's why I was surprised. He had, he had the third. It was it was Irv Smith with the lowest amount of snaps. It was T Huddy. It was Wilcox, and it was Sample. Which is kind of surprising. Wow. Yeah. Okay, so looking at these plays, uh, yeah, you had two plays from T. So twenty five. Four, five. I mean, yeah, bro. You had five plays of 25-plus yards. Wow. That's good. Yeah, very good. I mean, 
plays of 18 plus yards. One, two, three, uh, nine. What? Nine plays. Okay, 17 yards. Because I'm I'm gonna add TBs in there. 17 yards. You had nine plays of 17 plus yards yesterday. I mean, that don't sound too crazy, but um, I mean, just consistency, bro. Like they didn't let off the gas, bro. I'm 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 gonna just add this and I do uh want to go ahead and close this out. Bro, we I, I think Brian Flores is really good. All right. Yeah. I think that the Heat is obviously one of the best defensive uh coordinators in the league. But Gus Bradley's a quality DC too. I just feel like we're gonna wreck the fucking Vikings, bro. If they can't score, like <laughs> you can't score, dog. I mean, you're not going to be able to keep up. Like, Jake Browning may end up putting them motherfuckers in the dirt. Jake Frost, boy. Man, that that's crazy, bro. It, it's coming. It's coming. And you know what else is coming? <laughs> Pause. <laughs> you, got, you got Joe Burrow and Jake Browning, modern-day Joe Montana and Steve Young. Incoming. Including to because they ended up transitioning to Steve Young after Joe B- Montana. Well, fucked. well like I said, this is wait. So you better take that back because no. Joe Montana left and went to the fucking Chiefs. Well, is that weird? Is that weird? Uh, no, this is <laughs> this is modern day. So the the storyline and everything plays out differently. I mean, I just think it's crazy how, like, what if Browning actually won Burrow his first Super Bowl ring? What kind of fucking storyline would that be? Oh my god, you just brain fucked. Oh my gosh, bro. Wait, say that in slow-mo real quick for everybody listening. <laughs> Imagine Jake Browning winning Joe Burrow and the franchise their first Super Bowl. Imagine how funny the narrative will be. Oh, shit. My quarterback, Super Bowl winning quarterback. It's Carson Wentz all over again. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I'd just say thank you. I mean, it's an honor. I, I really appreciate <laughs> I mean, look, bro, we said it three weeks ago fucking around. We're going to be the first team in NFL history to win two consecutive Super Bowls with two different quarterbacks. Um, Wait, I mean, what? Say that again? It's slow. We're, we will be the first team in Super Bowl in the Super Bowl era in NFL history to win consecutive Super Bowls with different starting quarterbacks. Ooh. Jake Browning to Joe Burrow. I like we it. Will be- I like it. And you know, you know what my line has been, right? It's been, I've been telling my friend this, right? You know, I'm a little bit of a theorist in my head. There you are. But uh, it, in the history books, right? Think 50 years from now. Bengals win their first Super Bowl ever. Who- 50 years from now? No, no, no. Looking back at the history. Looking back. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Looking back. No, 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 no. So, you look back. You see who won the Bengals first Super Bowl. Who founded the Bengals? Paul Brown. Who owned the Bengals? Mike Brown. The Browns. Who won at quarterback? Jake Brown. Ooh. Yep. Perfect wow. storyline. Perfect storyline, bro. Comeback story. Fucking won championships at all levels. Like, bro. <laughs> Let's go. 
I'm, I'm speak. We we spoke everything else into existence. We've been pushing the Super Bowl agenda. I don't give a fuck if it's Joe Burrow or Jake Browning. I mean, it's not Brandon Allen out there. It's Jake Browning. Like, yep. like I thought. I thought what was interesting today. Sorry, I'm I'm gonna be quick. Um, yeah. Was he was asked about Brock Purdy in that interview with Peter King, and he 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 made it sure or he made it clear that we are two completely different players. Like, like yeah. Brock is Brock is young. Like he he said that. Like he was he was honestly giving giving Brock credit. You know, he was like, you know, I've been in I've been in the league for four years, and Brock Brock's you know in his second year. In the league for two. I mean, it's not that far off. <laughs> right, right. But uh man, bro. It, it's gonna be special, bro. Browning versus Purdy Super Bowl, undrafted quarterback versus mystery relevant. Um, just gonna be insane. <laughs> I never thought about that. <laughs> fucking Jonah Williams and Orlando Brown shutting down Chase Young and fucking Jonah just shuts down Chase Young. Three picks. <laughs> man, I mean it's it's um the legacy run has came to fruition. It wasn't a legacy game, B things. It is officially the legacy run now. Let's go. Yep, the legacy run ensues for Jake Frost and Co. So uh, that'll do it for this episode of the All Things Bengals podcast. We will be back for Thursday night. Peace out, bro. Who day?